0: Hello everybody and welcome back to James v. James. Oh my god, that was so long. We've we've been away for like three months. Well, we've been
1: busy bees, haven't we?
0: Yeah, I'm sorry. We we were away for so much longer than I thought. Like, uh, we said we would sign off for like a month, and that was in January.
1: Yeah, it's been it's been a crazy time. James, what have you been up to recently?
0: Oh, well, I became a teacher, so 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 that, that was a thing.
1: Well, we both qualified together, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: we we both qualified in the same place and then I got a job there, so so that's pretty cool. Um you're going to be teaching there later, so that's yep, that's right. Yeah. Do
1: a little bit here and there.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but um uh being teachers uh, is it's a very scary adult job that us millennials are not built for. <laughs> no,
1: especially during the training when I'm sending you um, you know, alt right memes over the um yeah yeah <laughs> over the computers yeah we were quite shit
0: students to be honest <laughs> just, we we would hate to have students like us in any kind of class because we were just say,
1: any political meme I could find on the yeah. internet I just send to you and just wait until you smile yeah out.
0: and it didn't help that I was taking all my notes on my iPad so I'm just every now and then getting like a fucking political joke from across the room whenever we whenever either of us spotted something political we would uh joke at each other or just literally like. Like raise eyebrow and, and the other person Would get it
1: Well I mean There's one point Where the, the, um, the trainer said Okay well here's some words that Do sound like th- Something that could be English But not really English And one of them was Postthink mm-hmm. And we had to explain think. Oh, to yeah, the yeah. students no, they, they asked like and... Is
0: that is that a verb Or a noun <laughs> the... and, I,
1: and, I, and I said noun Like like Orwellian
0: Like it's postthink It's, oh, it's, it's was... an
1: Orwellian Kind of nightmare You know <laughs> we, We've reached uh, The era of postthink Yeah and you know, uh, Facts do not matter anymore okay? Yeah and
0: I, I thought It was kind of clever But everyone else Is just fucking staring At us blankly And I and thought like, it was funny. And, yeah, yeah, you were chuckling your ass off in the background, but, like, no one else was just, li- like, what, yeah. posting? There was a couple
1: of times when that happened, especially when we were playing the uh, word association game. Oh, God, and yeah. And somehow I'd make it all about the Byzantium genocides yeah. and uh, yeah, Roman yeah. classical yeah. times. and Yeah, yeah, yeah. somehow the,
0: um, the, the other people in the course, they were able to keep up with you, but more than I think you were expecting. I
1: think they enjoyed
0: it. Yeah, yeah, no, and, and yeah. I still despise that you were able to somehow... This Okay, so I made a bet with this man that he could not put Roman history into a bunch of
1: his lesson plans, and by fuck did he do it? Like <laughs> Every lesson was based on some era of Roman history. Um, I even compared the classical Greek's with the club with the romans and said okay look are these guys that the fathers of the, of the romans the greeks and went through all kind of the uh yeah. various nuances of that which again positive reception yeah that's the worst <laughs> thing for me is
0: that, like i swear it felt like i was in the twilight zone like uh, just i'm the only one is anyone else seeing this well, and, the, like, the hilarious listened. thing the hilarious <laughs>
1: thing is that you said this to me you said oh no i, I think like, they were like that james it's not worth doing the next day i got given a textbook and they said okay james you've got to teach page 67 to 69 um and it was based on the fall of Troy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. It's... And then I was on a roll from there. So. At that point, I felt like the universe was specifically trolling me um, for, for my humorous of just assuming that you couldn't do this. So, I mean, well done to you, but also fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: but... Well, I mean, there was one bit when I was um, trying to explain um, to the students what hero and heroine meant yeah. in the English language. And um, I got pictures of people up said, what's, what's a hero like? And people said, oh, they're usually handsome, they're usually strong. I got a picture of Hercules up, da, die They're like, what about this man, Winston Churchill? Is he handsome? And one, one of the older ladies were like, yes, I think he's very handsome. Mm-hmm. And I was like... But this- that's not the point. Stop reading this to me. Shut up. Is he strong? Yes. Okay. Good. Let's move on. Forget it. Forget it. Next slide. But anyway, yeah, it was good laugh. it Was good fun.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was. It was. It was fun. And now, now we've got the realities of actually teaching
1: English. So that's. Yeah. That's now. Fun. Yeah. Now the hmm. yeah, the seriousness. I think. Yeah.
0: And uh, it's way more work than I think they ever could have told us. So it's it's that's mainly what's prevented us, I think, from actually doing these things because I've just been run off my feet yeah, the last well, couple of weeks. No,
1: I've been working as a TA though. Um, yeah, well, in a so correction facility
0: they didn't tell um, you that there was a correctional. they facility.
1: told the agency which set me up told me it was um, a center for people with uh, mental and physical disabilities right so i turned up and i was like okay i mean is there something i need to know about health and safety and they're like oh no no this is this is a correctional facility i was like i, I was told this wasn't yeah everyone tells they, they always tell people that that's right. so messed up thanks but it was interesting. I kind of got on, got on well with the kids. So it was alright. I mean, yeah, it told me to fuck off at least four times. But other than that, sure. it was and... fine. And the power went out at one point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was cool. It was fine. Yeah. No, I and, survived um, it.
0: Yeah. I, and I had some uh, students with some interesting political views. Uh, oh, I won't go Oh, in- please tell the story. I-, I won't go into it oh, too much. You not vodka. allowed to, No, you know, no yeah. I think it would be um, uh, it would be poor form to, to just like dish out on the students, but um sure. but let's just say they were a, a bit alt-right. So uh, and that's an interesting challenge as a teacher. It's, it's to, interesting
1: to... we're seeing this now, isn't
0: it? Well, th- this is the thing like uh you know, I can't go into the details, but just like being like I'm not even in my like late 20s, but already I feel like an old man talk like just seeing the next generation take wildly weird swings in politics for me well like, it's,
1: it's like they said that um in terms of um recent surveys yeah. the most conservative generations since the 50s have been millenni- very young millennials. yeah yeah exactly um, and this is going to come out in what i call revolutionary conservatism mm. which is kind of alt right kind of ultra verging on fascist politics right mm. you know the kind of donald trump-ish Times a thousand. Yeah, I mean you know? the thing
0: is that they were they were doing it in jokes, like very very f- f- way too far kind of jokes. But um, this but,
1: this guy wasn't quite joking though.
0: Um, the, it was the kind of jokes where it's like you're just saying a very shocking thing, but I could also believe that you actually think
1: that kind of thing. Yeah. Where it's like. Although, Although people that, think of that about me, though sometimes true. But <laughs> no, no I,
0: I could see that may, maybe. And I, again, I won't go too far into it. But sure, the, sure. but um, yeah, it was it was such a strange thing. And I think I would respect their politics a bit more if they were maybe honest about it. But the the fact that they went about it in this very jokey manner of just like, oh no, it's just a joke. When when I confronted it, uh, I I respect that a little less than just like, look, if you have views that are different to me, fair enough. But then trying to hide it because you know that it's shocking mm. is not the best way around it. And, and, and they did say that they were politically active, so that was, yeah. Yeah,
1: but I mean, the thing is though, it, it is, I can tell when somebody's kind of ultra, kind of like mm. overly, what I call political, politically correct and very kind of, uh, what you what's to call the old-fashioned left wing of the 1990s. Mm. They're always people from the ages of 24 to like 32, mm. you know, they're, they're slightly older than us. Yeah, maybe. Have you noticed yeah. that? I yeah. Mean, the the 16-year-olds, 17-year-olds are kind of like, they're becoming a lot more kind of if you want to call it conservative, in there, in there, I don't
0: people. know about that. I think it's a it's a hard split. I think that um, four channel stuff. There's know. that, but I, I think there is also um the obviously the left wing side of it that um and and them being much more active. Like obviously we've seen in America the um the Parkland shooting kids. Uh, they've been very politically active about trying to get, um, you know, guns uh, not banned, but just like some kind of gun control because
1: they, sure. cause... Po- as you said, it's polarizing. Isn't yeah, it?
0: yeah, oh yeah. But um, so like it's just politically active on on both sides, and it's mu- much more, much more strong. Which on... which
1: is interesting because the criticism of Western culture and American and British culture in particular mm-hmm. is that there's widespread apathy. Mm. That's not the case anymore. That criticism is kind of being debunked now. Isn't yeah, it? that's not just not the case. People yeah. are actually very active now. I They're very interested now.
0: I miss apathy a little bit. I I miss because it made mean, me like, feel special. I feel the same.
1: Not even well,
0: <laughs> well, maybe, but but also just like, god, it was such a an easier problem to deal with. Just just saying like, oh, no one cares about stuff. Why don't we do stuff? Like that was like I felt like that was a an actual decent like okay, we're we're trying to fix a problem, but you know it's understandable. This is like like ride or die shit's going to get fucked if, if things go go far you know it's like a, everyone's extreme everyone's angry it's uh it's a bit more of a, a of an intense problem to deal with you know i guess so
1: in the old days you were looked at it as a quack but now you kind of it's 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 become everyone's political everyone's right? political yeah. Yeah, yeah
0: exactly and everything is political and everything has to be deconstructed though even i think that goes a little far sometimes where it's like Friends is problematic. Let's have a fucking. Oh my. my let's have a fucking three page
1: read of this. What's hilarious? You so remember that episode where Ross was um, really kind of funny about having a male nanny? Yeah, remember yeah. That? And the whole point of the episode is that he changed his mind at the end. He was like, I want the nanny, you know? Yeah. The, the, they missed that. Yeah. They missed that when when BuzzFeed wrote the article about how evil Ross was. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like. It's outrage culture, isn't it? And it, yeah. as much as it exists on the right, I don't know why. It just annoys me more on the left. I don't know. I mean, I it know. annoys
0: me more more on the right because there seems to be, like, genuine... Like, at least when it's on the left, it's kind of this academic criticism where it's it's snooty and dumb and pretentious, but it's like, all right, that's not hurting anything. When it's on the right, there's a bit more
1: anger behind it, and that's a bit more troubling. Sure, you know? sure. Yeah. I, I, I'm just I'm just worried that we're kind of petrifying culture, you know? Mm. Because it's like kind of like... We're kind of becoming very sort of bland and grey in some ways.
0: Yeah, uh, I I think with the the criticism on the and stuff. With the criticism mm-hmm. on the left, it's all you have to do is just say like, ah, fuck off, I don't care. Well, with with, <laughs> with the stuff on the right, it's okay. I feel like I have to defend the existence of this. You're actually attacking like so th- th- this is something that could go away if you're if you're threatening it, you know.
1: Yeah, perhaps perhaps we're talking about extremes, of course. Yeah, we're not yeah. Talking about the average, yeah. But, but yeah, um. Okay, well A lot's happened politically since lots we've been happened. off. I mean, like, lots happened. A lot
0: does happen in three months, obviously,
1: but uh Well I'm I'm interested in your opinion here. Um Ooh. Russia. Yeah, yeah, Russia. So it's, sixty it's... diplomats been expelled mm. um, all it's... across the States. Yeah. Australia's doing it. New Zealand's done it. Yep. I believe South Africa's even done it. The whole Commonwealth, no no, but um all yeah. all across the world people are expelling Russian uh, Russian diplomats. Why, why do you think that the whole world's turn against Russia well, when Russia's a key player, surely you want well, someone like Russia? Because on they side, fucking right? poisoned the
0: guy, dude.
1: <laughs> like I mean I think that's just the reason. Yeah, it's a pretty solid
0: reason. They they mm. used a poison that's and it was a nerve agent that that mm. spread to a lot of people. Like th- this is not shit that any one person or group could get a hold of. You would need to be it's like government level stuff. Like every um government that is expelling these diplomats agrees. Look, pretty much all of the evidence points that it's it's disturbing. Like how much how little they seem to have given a shit about hiding this because it's like there's no other way for it to like there's no one else they can point a finger at like if someone can come up with a decent theory as to how this was not Russia like y- you'd have to be going into some, like deep conspiracy levels well, no that's, that's the one no yeah, I know, but like so, some people yeah. have, have said that but okay, so agreeing that it's Russia that that they we'll
1: released... start on that foundation. Yeah, yeah. So. That it's
0: um that they released a nerve agent, killing you know a Russian spy and uh injuring An well, uh, ex-Russian spy, someone yeah, who's actually yeah killed. yeah yeah and and it... I believe
1: they sought asylum was in the nineties. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's been but, here some, for some time.
0: Yeah, but an ex-Russian spy and um it's a nerve agent that got released in the UK. Like this could like in in harsher times this would be considered an act of war. Like that's that this is a grave situation. A nerve agent attack on the British soil that's inexcusable. It's not even, like, the assassination on its own bad enough, like, if it was polonium or something like the last time. Sure. But, like, the fact that it was a nerve agent that actually got released... Brings the Junior Convention, sure. Yeah, it, it is... Like the fact that they even have that shit is—it's actually classed as a war
1: crime. It, literally, um, it's, it's not even it, classed as an act of war. War crime. Yeah, like um, it is.
0: Like the fact that they're—it's not like just expelling diplomats. Frankly, is is like low end. Like that's
1: the bare minimum. That we've already know. put sanctions on Russia. Yeah. After yeah. um, you know, Crimea. Yeah. One thing I will I will say is that for me, um, yeah, I agree with you on yeah. his points. And you know, if I was any if I was the head of a state, that's yeah. the first thing I would do. The yeah, minimum yeah. I would do. However. It only became apparent to all the other kind of quote unquote Western nations, mm. and even some non-Western nations around the world, to expel diplomats and put and kind of turn turn against Russia when the US did it. Mm. And for me, this is reality hitting home for Donald Trump. Mm. Um, Russia isn't the West, if you want it in a vague sense, the yeah, West's yeah. friend uh, or America's friend or Britain's friend, right? Britain expelled the diplomats. No one did anything. Yeah, it was about it was quiet for about a week and people were saying what's Theresa May doing you know they said we've got 24 hours to find out to, to come up with a reason why this happened or, or a confession from the Russian mm. state which which was a bit jumping the gun a bit uh-huh. I mean give them at least 48 hours yeah yeah but I mean um, so that was kind of everyone said that's jumping the gun and then as soon as the US did it the whole world did it yeah so this ultimately is an expression of of west of American power I suppose um, so it's, 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 it's an expression of the lack of of diplomatic power the UK now has mm. and the amount of diplomatic power that the US has Um, people said that we still the UK still has the best um, diplomatic infrastructure in the world that has now changed Um, everyone has to follow America's lead now Um, so this is Donald Trump basically saying uh, Putin all that kind of cool stuff I said about us being friends yeah that's not really the case anymore and everyone else kind Mm. of follows suit I don't really think Australia and New Zealand all the other countries were really really to be honest I don't really think they were outraged as much they said they would they were kind of maybe coerced by the US government you know if you are ally, you will follow us in this if you are allied them especially australia if you don't if you don't um, do what we say yeah then we're not going to give you the uh, favorable uh, trade yeah. trade deals and also protect your nation militarily in terms of the navy the, oh, the us navy either. presence all yeah. around australia so this was ultimately power politics at play nothing to do with war crimes really yeah. Well, oh, yeah. it was a war crime, of course. Oh, yeah, no,
0: I mean, if we were all thinking logically and,
1: like, sticking to the rules
0: that are supposedly there, then, yeah, there would be a, an even bigger response to Russia. But I I, don't know... I don't think it's necessarily Donald Trump finally giving into the logic of, like, oh, we need to do something about Russia. I don't know if Donald <laughs> is, is all that even aware of everything that goes on. I think at this point, the the, the American state, it, it's lacking a president. It's do you, just, what do you it, think it's
1: just become an administration? Yeah. Literally, literally an administration. Yeah, like, it's just... Not in the American sense. I mean, in the actual, it's just an administration bureaucracy. Yeah, because they're happened? having to work around
0: this, this man who cannot even read two pages of... a, a two-page document, even with big fonts and pictures. Like, he's this is this is a guy who gets all of his news and briefings from from Fox News well uh, leave me out of this right come no. on <laughs> no he's um Donald Trump he's 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 so clearly not doing what a president should do like I I can't believe that he would actually like if there was a report about what Russia did I doubt he would get past page one to even really know the details so I doubt that he made any like if he made any orders it was on like a a two minute like briefing from one of his aides so.
1: I'm not saying Donald Trump's the most educated guy. No I know
0: but like if if we were to say like oh this is him finally coming to his senses he's
1: gonna uh, give Putin what for that it's not like he's just I don't think we can dismiss him that that quickly Mm. Uh, really I don't think we can. Also so you got to remember Kim Jong-un do you see him go to the Chinese conference he sat there like a petulant child I, I didn't um, see any was fo- hilarious fo- I didn't
0: see any photos from it but it is it's it is kind of weird to think uh, him he, you know, he, going he was sat there thinking
1: oh shit he, he, I'm with the big boys now mm. you know it, it, his whole demeanour was just completely radically different he's there because of Trump mm. he's there because Donald Trump said I'm gonna I'm gonna shove my weight around. The only thing that North, as I said, as I said a couple months ago on this podcast, mm. North Korea understands aggression only. Um, they have they've had to go to China to kind of repair relations. So Donald Trump might be a, a thuggish character in some ways, but dare I say it has worked. It I, has worked. I mean, the, the way I look at that
0: is like you played chicken and you happen to have won and you, you don't get to say oh well that that worked. clearly being risky all the time is a good idea you know it's it's well, the think... fact that he he's playing with a nation that that is the, the last nation on earth that actually has the nukes and the craziness enough to actually wield them like he he was playing he was putting japanese and south korean lives on the line there like anytime he p- he poked the bear he was he, like anything could have happened well, so japan and
1: south korea supported him remember that yeah, well, so, so, some... South Korea were glad to see some leadership. As much as Obama showed leaderships in other areas, other areas of his foreign policy, mm. he really did suck with North Korea.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, North Korea is a problem that, that is clearly that clearly got out of hand. It's it's it was always a Gordian knot because obviously the moment you attack North Korea, you're attacking China. Then you're actually risking nuclear war, and it's this whole proxy oh, war. Thing. China wants to sell us
1: duvets; they don't want to fight with us, you know. Yeah, but so it's... that's what China's saying to say Kim Jong. <laughs> Kim Jong, look, we've got loads of duvets here, mate. We want to sell them. Yeah, Stop but fucking they also, things up.
0: They, but they also want to exist, and the reason they have North Korea is it has always been as a buffer zone on the potential of. An actual
1: like land war that would take take down their regime. Things so... have changed now, though. I don't think A war between America and and mm. um, China is inconceivable now. Um, mm. I think these these cold war politics are maybe, you know, becoming more heated between Russia and the West, but China's definitely, well, China's on our side now, man. Well, really.
0: chi- China's obviously, they, they want to take over the South China Sea, they're building islands there. Um, resources in the future, um, fresh water, oil, are going to be very, like, the, there's very serious potential of, you know, war over those. Um, so And Xi Jinping has now got no term limits, so he's... Oh, he's yeah. A, yeah. Oh, so. shit, that was that was the
1: big news. That was big news. Yeah. Did you see The Economist um, uh, front page? And it showed. Um, it sh- showed him sitting there with um, a guy basically pulling up the bottom like a curtain oh, on his right, face, right. and below it was all red. And oh. it was like, "Welcome to the real China." Oh. And it was basically just recreation of kind of the Maoist art. I see. Um, I mean, but again, dare I say, China's always, always had an emperor. China's yeah. Society, um, whether it's communist well, or not, has no, always mean, been set up with a the, the guy at the top. It's always been the case. Well, with China. one of the
0: good things over the last. Sixty years or so was the fact of those term limits. Like after Mao, it was really able to. They were able to keep uh, innovating because every ten years they would have a new leader, and it, it's it's something that keeps things fresh. When you've got a leader that is going to be there for potentially the rest of their lives like xi jinping could be there in like 2030
1: 2040 it's realistic but he will be yeah Yeah.
0: and so unless he's
1: poisoned by putin well and
0: and it's the problem is when you have someone who's who's there for for life uh then you have situations like with putin right now where no one really knows who's going to take over from after he's done like i know there's elections but they're you know quote elections that you know there aren't really any contenders there aren't really any po- the, the political parties are either around putin or literally run out of the country in, in china there aren't any other political parties um and it's just going to create this this power vacuum once he's gone that's uh, that
1: could make things more unstable than than they are right now sure but i think this whole six years of chinese do you want to call it partial democracy it's hard to say that that's really a blip in china's history you know, true. China is such a massive state. It's always been run by an autocrat. This is kind of just China being China again. Um, same with Russia. So Russia's always had an autocrat in charge. Yeah, and true. There's not one moment in Russian history. Apart from the Bolsheviks got in, but that was, that was short-lived. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, And even then, I mean, well, really. Yeah. The, the funny thing is, watching
0: uh, all these Western uh, news sites uh, take take a look at China, and before, um, especially the, the economic side of it, uh, everyone was praising China It's like, oh, they've got such great economic growth that we yeah. should look at China, look at what they're doing, they've got yeah. 10, they're, they're having a bad year if they get less than 10% growth, we, we, yeah. are, we barely see 2%, and it's like, yeah. and everyone was happy, and no one was really up for criticising them, this happens like bam, we hate China now, China's the worst, fuck China, everybody, how bad is China, right? And, like, it's it's like they think that something's changed, it's like, structurally, everything's the exact same. Yeah, it like, is, the, yeah. Like, the China
1: has not suddenly, in the last two months, become a dictatorship. Yeah. It's been like this <laughs> yeah, for, yeah, like, no, years. You, 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 oh no, you're totally right. <laughs> yeah. but I think um, China was one of those rare examples, well, I don't know if it is rare, but... Of a authoritarian government mm. presiding over amazing economic growth. Yeah, this kind of we've been kind of fed this kind of almost myth that democracy equals um, good economic growth. Mm. That is kind of testing our hypothesis there. It's testing our it's testing our ideological infrastructure. Really, mm. this. Yeah, well, it China. It's, it's I mean. the whole point of because um, I mean, China is
0: the big. You know, everyone says oh, communism doesn't doesn't work for good economies, and and you know, you can it's. Human rights-wise, it's never had a great record. But um, in terms of of economies, China's the great example of, like, well, clearly a communist-based... I know that it's become much more market-based recently, but like a communist-based economy can function and deliver great prosperity because you've got this government that can just uh, lend to businesses and decide to make things better in certain areas and decide to... We do
1: that in the West anyway, but I think, um, using the word communist, I think it's more sort of... Communist rhetoric. Yeah, it's really authoritarianism with the with the aim to not just drink wine and yeah. have sex with lots of beautiful women like Kim Jong Un, but actually to create a, a strong economy. Yeah, and a strong yeah. China. Um, it's kind of shown us that there's nothing to say logically that a strong economy and a democracy are linked.
0: Yeah, exactly, which uh, is quite troubling. Well, especially it? now that's it's
1: that really hard to look at that. And
0: yeah, well, especially now that. with um a lot of Western countries like. A lot of economists are basically just saying uh, we should just expect and uh, assume that the economic growth is not going to go above, like, for, like five percent would be an amazing year like that that, yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. and that's we're probably not going to see that and we should just accept that developed countries that's it like this mm. is the cap we're just gonna like growth is pretty much going to be a rounding error at this point and mm. it's more about just reorganizing and redistributing where the money goes whereas china obviously has a lot of ground to cover because they've got a billion people mm-hmm. and they've lifted so many of them out of poverty and it's gotten a lot better over mm. the last you know 50 years um but yeah, that it. There's nothing really tying between uh, whether a place is democratic or whether it's authoritarian. Especially now, um, to to make the kind of gains that they want to make, uh, a capitalist economy would would probably make a lot more stutters than you know. It would have crashes and uh, you know re- rebounds and stuff. Whereas China's just been this honest rocket ship ride where. Um, it even when it's gone, you know, it it, it went down from like fourteen percent to seven percent growth in the in the you recession.
1: Also, you also got to remember that China doesn't have a Federal Reserve. Yeah, and that puts the countries like the U.S. in a lot of debt to to who mm. to just made up yeah. autocrats. Um. So I mean, that's yeah. I guess that's definitely helped them as, as yeah. well. I am interested um, to see
0: where China goes in the next couple of years because they've uh they. They're looking at backing, um, you know, buying their their petrol in yuan instead of dollars, which
1: is you know a very big which is war worthy, yeah. Yeah, well, it's, 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 a, it's about Gaddafi, attack, right? It's an attack on the dollar. Well, and, you know, you uh, know, yeah. Gaddafi was going to create a, the dina, yeah, which was like going to be a North African and Middle Eastern currency mm. based on gold. Yeah, so it's yeah. gold backed, which I'm always for gold backed stuff. Uh-huh. It was gold backed currency. But they would buy. They would basically trade it for euros. Yeah. Buying euros through this Dina thing. Yeah. As soon as Gaddafi announced that, that's when he was attacked.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, Gadda- <laughs> that's when he got air I mean, support. It's, from it's, that. It's, it's I worth, mean, it's worth remembering Gaddafi also and not going wanted... conspiracy theory. conspiracy. No, no, but, but he, you know, it's worth remembering he also wanted to be the king of Africa. So you know, he he wasn't exactly just you know. Well, Gaddafi's yeah. um,
1: Libya is a lot better than. Oh yeah, than it is now. Do you want to yeah. call it our Libya? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah mean... No,
0: it's a. Uh, um, but that's a, a whole episode in itself. Yeah, but, um, yeah, yeah. Ch- China's China's this fascinating thing looking into the future of what,
1: what exactly they're doing. Well, um, China's also, because there's a growing middle class in China, mm. not only are they consuming more meat and buying cars, but they're also demanding more rights. Mm. And So this is something we should do see in, when living standards rise. Obviously, we see people demanding more yeah. political freedoms. So, I mean... What I said about China always being the way China's been for the last what three thousand years—it's been as a civilization, as a coherent unit. unit. Could that change? Maybe. Well, it'd be interesting.
0: um, Well, the fact that they 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 demand rights, but they also demand better quality of of living just in general. From like for example, a lot of the cities were so polluted where you would have to wear face masks to walk around because there was so much smog. And then there was a lot of pressure, and it was ignored for a lot of uh, a lot of years because you know that's what happens in autocratic countries. But then um, the government decided, no, no, we should. Focus on this, and they have, unlike America, which is just like you know they ground forward and then they ground back, and Trump is you know t- taking away the EPA. Whereas China is just like nope, we're, we're we're going for it. Now they're the largest producer of solar panels. Um, they've they've reduced the pollution in a lot of their cities. it's Obviously, a lot of way to ways to go, but um, but they've th- because they yeah, were able to just make, make that quick decisions. Yeah, do, they, yeah, they were able to just do that, and that's that's great. You know, that's one good thing about them that yeah. they can just
1: until they decide to kill. A million people for you know well, it works when it works you know yeah. it doesn't work when it doesn't work yeah um, which is this is a dilemma isn't it but you um, know it's that
0: thing of like which would you prefer a, um, a good decision and a bad decision or no decisions you know it's because yeah. I mean in well, America pro- yeah, well,
1: I don't know probably still no decisions but yeah <laughs> I don't know one thing though it's a bit of trivia but yeah. what you're saying about the uh, the face masks yeah. I heard that because you know when people come to London especially like Japanese yeah, yeah. Uh, tourists that come to London and people say oh why are they wearing uh, face masks in our city that's really rude you know this this isn't Japan. Duh, duh, duh. It's like well, that's actually the reason why a lot of Japanese people wear these these yeah. face masks is because. Um, they they've got a cold they've got it and they don't want to spread it to you yeah and it's yeah. a cultural thing mm. and So they're actually being uh, yeah pretty um, considerate it's good yeah and that's... then we're shitting on that yeah so no I wish um, that
0: that I wish that, that was more just, common because yeah um, yeah th- there've been a lot of studies with face masks just yeah. in Asia
1: and it's it's actually good for and there's so many people packed into little places in oh Asia, yeah no they need a... you need yeah more you need... Kind of...
0: Yeah. um makes sense but yeah that's
1: But yeah, no, interesting. Well, okay, so one thing we really want to debate today, or at least chat about, have a creative discussion about, is self-driving cars and the travesty um, that that it's It's going to be for our civilization. It's cool, I like it. It's not cool. It's great. It's the opposite of cool. It's going to happen. It's going to usher in a communist dystopia. Um, (laughs) Yeah, sure. But anyway, let's uh, tell people a bit, because you're more kind of... All right. you know a bit more about the technology than I do okay sure so I'm uh, taking this from like a political sure. point of view I mean but... I've been watching this for I remember back in
0: 2007 watching the first um, self-driving car uh, races and like the it's literally just like trying to get a self-driving car like around a, a parking area and through a desert um, and it was fascinating watching that that develop the technology is now here like this is factually like that there have been millions of miles driven by autonomous cars they work um, there's been like such so... One or two big accidents, but when you compare to human drivers, it's not even remotely close it, They are even if they had like ten times the amount of accidents that they have now It would still be ten times better than than human drivers. So like the, the It's so much better that and so much cheaper because if autonomous cars get on the road or when I should say The idea is that play, uh, companies like uber and lyft will just have fleets of cars um that they will replace their their staff, I know they don't call them staff, but uh, that you would just see fleets of uber cars, um, you would summon them from your phone, you get your car, it, it comes to you, uh, it drops you off at a place, and then it goes either back to a depot or it goes to pick someone else up. Uh, and. Obviously, this uh, fits in well with electric cars. So, because a great thing about this is these cars get used more. They aren't just sitting around. They aren't just wasting space. Uh, so, you know, you get them electric, so they're even you know, more efficient. Uh, and just the idea is that eventually, we'll, we, no one will have to own cars, uh, and it'll just be significantly cheaper, like year round, to rent this car than uh, to actually own it. And this will mean no need for parking spaces. It will mean no need for parking lots, and uh, so those places can be used for better space. Another benefit is once there is a big enough fleet, these cars can talk to each other over the internet. They can create a network, which means rerun you- cars. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: they,
0: they can even. Uh, well, it means that uh, they'll be able to see and know where, where they are, so even less accidents. And it means that they can go much faster. So you could see cars going at like uh, where they are going, seventy miles an hour now an hour is the maximum limit. They could go 100 to 100, 120 something like that because they can all just bunch up and know where each other are and uh, obviously it means that you don't have to worry about driving when when you're in them so you don't have that distraction of having to actually you know drive for yourself so all around it's it's a great thing and uh, the, the important thing to remember is this is just going to happen. Like, just the fact is, the market forces, a lot of uh, companies, a lot of governments want this. Uh, it'll mean less crashes, it'll mean less deaths. Uh, insurance companies love it. It you know, it means that they uh, don't have to pay out on premiums. Uh, and it's literally, th- these cars are gonna hit uh, the UK roads in 2021, I believe, because we've actually got the regulation in place. We're ready to go. And after that, it's just going to happen. So it's a question now of, Just um, is it good or is it bad? So,
1: you know, there's benefits. um, Obviously, um, as you said, it's going to be a rounding error compared to human crashes. Yeah, exactly. Um, But the problem I have with this is that, yeah, okay, I don't want to be a Luddite. You know, I want to be so, you know, hold back progress, if you want to call it that. But cars are kind of an expression of human freedom, aren't they? Mm. Um, It's something you control. You can get to any destination without having to alert be be tapped into the to the wider system of humanity tapped into the internet um if you want to live a more kind of kind of rural life that appeals to a lot of people mm-hmm. but but also the feeling of being in control of the car that's very empowering for people who often don't have very empowering lives mm-hmm. the car is an expression of human freedom in my opinion I mean, if you look at um stalinist russia the first thing you did was restrict people's driving mm-hmm. i mean when you're reliant on the overall system and the overall infrastructure it creates this kind of um, you feel minuscule mm. in co- in, com- in comparison to the system. Yeah. You feel inconsequential in compared to the uh, infinite power yeah. of of the general infrastructure. That matters to me more mm. than getting somewhere quicker, sure, and b- always being safer. I think it's kind of like, it's about it's a, it's a fundamental freedom not to be always mm. plugged into the system. And remember, <sighs> governments aren't always going to be as I mean, no government is free from corruption, but. We've had a very rare kind of blip in human history where governments have been pretty good Mm. compared to their predecessors. That can change very quickly. And to have, um, firstly, big companies being in charge isn't great either, but if it's regulated by the government and regulated by the state, the state can restrict where you want to go. The state can stop you driving straight Mm. away if you're a political dissident. That is a recipe for disaster. Right. Um, It kind of goes back to the gun argument, you know, it's the same kind of thing for, for the US. Right. So for me, th- there's more to, to it than being just kind of interconnected and having a having a faster car and a safer car. There's, there's kind of like a raw, natural element of, mm-hmm. of being in a car, which is quite fundamental.
0: Right. I, I mean, well, you said that you, you don't like the idea of being plugged into the network and that you, you like the idea of, of just having the freedom. Uh, You're the man who very nicely dro- drove me back here with a sat-nav. Like, I I would like to point sure, out... Sure, but that, I could turn yeah. off if I wanted to. I? Sure, sure. But, so uh, can you turn I'm, off
1: these self-driving cars?
0: Well, I mean, at least at first, yes, it will definitely be a, a mixed system where it's like, it'll have an autonomous mode and it'll have a self-driving uh, a driving mode. Eventually, way, way. eventually, but, it's going to well, be
1: locked into one big kind of... It's mm, like getting a train. Yeah. Well, you're, I mean, you're at mercy mm, of the of the
0: system. Theoretically, um, as long as cars, um, you know, because the mechanism of, of a car, like, th- these cars are going to be around for for, you know, 50 to 100 years potentially the the ones that exist now. So they will always exist and they will you will always be physically able to get them onto the road. I imagine that those will be permitted for a good long while. Like I, the idea of it just needing to be autonomous I think is a, a bit far away. But as for the point you were making about um uh, being government run or, or being run by big companies that is the one big thing that I think is is a little troubling because if it is run by because This is a system that that lends itself, like trains, it lends itself to monopolies, because any company that does want to do this will need a fleet. Maximum efficiency as well Yeah, yeah, it needs to be a fleet, it needs to be well known, like Uber. Um, Uber doesn't make money right now, and Uber doesn't expect to make money until this exact situation that I'm describing happens. That is, that's what they're saying to their stockholders is, look, we are losing money, Year over year right now. We are only in the game right now to get our name out there and to make it so everyone thinks of Uber when they think ordering taxi. a ride. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. They...
1: People in America say, well, let's get an Uber when they it... need a taxi now. Yeah, yeah. Which
0: is quite interesting. Yeah, literally get an Uber or even when it's another service like that, like Lyft or um, like Zipcar, they just say... I'll get an Uber. And that's, you know, it's like Google. You, you'll Google something, even if it's on Yahoo. So it's like, this is what's happened where um, Uber has just done that. And, and like all these other companies are going to try and compete in it. But it's it's a system that, that lends itself, especially to local monopolies where you'll need to have... A fleet of cars within reasonable distance to where someone will have to use that particular service. They won't be able to just say, "Oh, should I get an Uber or a Lyft or a Zipcar?" Because there'll only be one or two in the area. So, uh, this is where it, there would need to be some government-run thing of it. Because, like with trains, if there's no, right, if, exactly. if if it's just going to be a monopoly, then it's just going to be screwing people over. But
1: so. We found this at trains. We've we've had this argument mm. so many times yeah. when we'd be sitting on trains together. Yeah. Okay. Trains suck. Yeah. They're really expensive mm. and they're really shit. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I know it's better than what they get to have in Bosnia or or (laughs) or whatever. Those those trains really do suck. But British trains really really, read our crap. Yeah. Especially compared to a place like Italy. Mm. Um, Italian trains are amazing, by the way. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And especially Japan, stuff like the bullet train. But trains do seem to be really inefficient overall. Mm. If you look across from a worldwide perspective. And they're really expensive. And you're at the mercy of of Mm. the monopoly. But if you make it a government-run thing... Then it's it's arguably even worse. The government is just incapable of running trains. Well, the, 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 I mean, we saw the, this in the seventies, and the eighties. Well, it? I
0: mean, that it, that was because it was intent. I would argue intentionally sabotaged by um, to- successive Tory governments who were not interested in properly funding or managing those those companies as as train companies. Well, I mean, trade unions yeah. are a
1: part to play, a massive part to play.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, definitely, because the a bit, right. the biggest part of, of trains in terms of their costs is definitely the, the people on them. Like a, right. a, on a plane, a plane ticket is cheap because they only have to pay those people for two hours, whereas on a train across America, especially, they have to pay them for four or five hours, so of course it's much bigger costs. And then they also have to maintain the infrastructure, you know, a plane can fly, it's just flowing through air, Um, a a train going over rails, yeah, they have to maintain the rails, they have to build new ones, it's very expensive to buy land, yeah, there's all those things. A government is a a bit better than the companies that we have running them because the government, uh, when it runs every aspect of the trade network, it doesn't have to worry about bureaucracy between different companies it doesn't have to worry about different trade unions it's just one single system where they're able to easily negotiate between well, each other again i don't yeah. have
1: the answer here because monopolies yeah. are one of those kind of yeah. anomalies in, in kind of free markets mm. quote quote free markets because they're not you can't compete can you, you can't know exactly so, but that's my issue you're yeah. saying oh it's the tories i'm saying it's trade unions the, the transport has become a political mm. issue subject to political pressures I don't want that with cars. Yeah. As long as you pay your insurance and you don't kill anyone, you should be able to drive a car if you pass the test. Mm. And let's not go into passing tests. I've, I've been through that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I don't want political pressures. Mm. It's, it's bad enough for the trains. Mm. I don't want it with cars. I want them to be a human thing, mm. which individuals can use at their mercy, not at the mercy of governments, whether mm. it's left or right wing mm. or whatever. Yeah, that, thing, for me, is my issue with it.
0: Yeah, the thing is with um, with cars, that's, um, it doesn't have the problems that trains have in that... Um, obviously it's not rails, it's, you know, it's just roads. Um, there's no employees that they, they, especially with Uber, they, they have, they don't want any employees. They want to automate the whole system. They want it just to be, um, as few middlemen as possible. You don't have to worry about people checking
1: tickets and shit. T- just, if just on that, yeah, so have yeah. to shut up. But Uber, have you seen, do you watch that video about Ubers, the, the way they get paid? Um, no, their pay basically works out as a loan. That's, so, so the uh, way the way wow. people the reason why people start working for Uber is because they need money quickly. I need yeah. money in the next three months, and I make a good few grand. But because they have to pay their own tax and national insurance, blah, 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 blah it actually works out as as less. They actually end up spending more than they make, but they make a lot of money in a very short amount of time. Right. And so people would say, okay, well, actually, I'm better off having four grand in my account and paying six grand over the year away. Actually, in the long term, I have four grand buffer in my account. Wow, that's See what I'm saying. That is that is it depends what you want. These yep. guys are works for, otherwise, you wouldn't do
0: it. That is some dystopian capitalism shit, right there. That is that is the kind of shit where it's like, right. holy shit, that is like you're working to to get a loan, like from your dark, head. Yeah, but yeah, it, it works yeah.
1: for some people, you know. I mean, it, it or they're not doing works. the work, one of those two. Yeah, no, it's quite possibly the second one, but anyway, worth agree, it's fucked up. But what, but, what I mean is. Yeah, you don't want that to be the, the standard. Mm, yeah, but the thing is with... Well, like I'm saying, um, Uber's goal is
0: that, that... It's shit what they're doing right now, exploiting people, but I I would almost prefer it if in this future scenario they are just literally just the autonomous car guys. And, and I think, again, it's it's something that I would... It's it's neither a great situation from a business perspective, but if we we have to choose between monopoly and government run, I'm gonna go with government run because I think it's it's something that could be run decently. My only worry would be a conservative government or something coming in like they have before, like like they did with the post office and trains and all the other shit that they've sold off, where they just underfund it, and uh, the, it looks very much like they want to do this with the NHS where they just leave it to, to rot and don't fix its problems, and then say, oh no, let's just sell it off. You know, it's a very troubling s- philosophy that they seem to, to follow with public services, but... Dude, I mean,
1: yeah. I, I, I yeah. I've got a friend who works in yeah. a medical company which sells the NHS, yeah. and the politics involved in that is just ridiculous. Mm. The NHS is spending, is, is mental. Yeah, You know, I, I want a well-funded healthcare system, but yeah. frankly... There's money they spend a thousand pounds on a shitty bed. Yeah, you know things like that. I mean, it's, it's the NHS isn't underfunded. Mm. It's just the money spent really unwisely. But that's a whole debate. From yeah, the time. yeah, that's a whole other thing. But I, I think I think the problem is that you're saying monopoly or state run. I'm saying fuck that. I'm mm. saying just put petrol on your car or maybe the electric car it doesn't matter how it's run yeah. to me. Well, of course I'd, I prefer electric, but yeah. Although, cool. um, deaf people wouldn't prefer electric. Oh, yeah. Um, well, no, I, I like that because um, the new... Sorry, well, blind people wouldn't no, prefer electric. Because the, 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 the they, elec- they can't hear electric cars, right? Yeah,
0: the new electric uh, cars have um, speakers in them so you can put whatever noise you want. Oh, so, that's some, clever. so some people yes, put nice. like um, the noise from the Enterprise, or like, it's the Star Trek Enterprise, or Tar- the TARDIS going by. I'd, I'd, I'd have
1: Curb Your Meme
0: song. Yeah. <laughs> no, boom, boom, boom,
1: boom. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. I will just repeat all day. Um, Where were we? <laughs> yeah, we were talking yeah, about... Um, yeah. I don't know do you en- do you enjoy driving
0: do you like driving well for for a little bit of that I haven't done much in the last couple of years but um for yeah no I I, I enjoy it enough but the thing is I would also enjoy just like cuz the the autonomous cars that we're seeing now the, the the concept cars of of the future are pretty much just like a sofa in a, in a in a mini room, like it's you, you, the idea is you sit back, you watch Netflix, you get work done, and it's literally just a, a capsule that takes you from place to place, and that's nice. It's it's a nice like, and especially the idea of um because you know commutes suck. But they 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 they're really not fun, and obviously maybe a car's a, a bit better than a train because you're in your own space and you can go a bit faster, and especially uh, around here. But there are also traffic jams, so like if you're going to be in a traffic jam. I would prefer to be watching Netflix or whatever than than having to pay attention to the road all, the whole time, and especially like thinking outside our own bubble. That's what most people have to go to, you know, when they're driving to London. Or... You listen to a podcast; yeah. that's always fun. Yeah, li- literally. Well, but you could whilst, focus... whilst you're driving. Yeah, but you could focus on a bit more on that than you know than having to drive. If you, if but you do But do we always cut.
1: have to be entertained? are our, our, our brains getting lazy well like I said you I, know can't we just sit and like actually focus on something for once well like I
0: said entertained or um, do some work you know literally just um, you know do some drawing do some writing get do whatever your job is that you know you need to get done that's that's a good that's a better use of your time than focusing on just getting where you need to go the, the robot can do that for you that's something that you don't it's a needless task I don't want
1: to be I don't want to be relying on artificial intelligence mm-hmm. to do everything for me you, you know WALL-E you know the yeah, film yeah, well, And they're all just kind of like fat I don't Want that to be our future we're getting there mm. and this is the next stage and it's also again I, th- I think this is this is a, this is like a, a, a preference thing you know Yeah. I think the main issue is it removes individual freedom doesn't it Re- p- p- giving it to companies mm. or giving it to the government that, to me, is just a recipe for well, disaster. Well, let's focus in on that freedom aspect of it, because the thing is with... Um, you're saying that you're
0: worried it's about freedom, but the thing is, with the autonomous cars, you would be able to put in any destination. It gets you there as fast as you can. Uh, it, it knows the routes better than you even would, so it's, uh, for most... At least, uh, unless it's like a tiny little village, but like m- most things it's going to know wh- the best way to get there. It gets you there um, uh, quickest, or maybe you choose the scenic route, whatever. So, like, you have the choices there. Like, it's not like it's demanding that you have to go
1: this particular route or this particular way.
0: And, like, what you were saying about, um, oh, uh, the government could come in and, and change whatever you're doing and... If the government thinks that you're a criminal, then they take away your driver's license, or uh, you know, if you've been proven to be a criminal. Um, and if you're worried about an authoritarian government taking control of, of autonomous cars and as a network, like they, c- they can take control of the trains. Like I, I know that they're run by private companies, but you know, the, the men with
1: guns have the power in that well, situation. The UK so. is, the UK is, is lost anyway, I and mean, yeah. we don't have any. We don't have any form of protection if the government. Mm. We're one of the best armies in the world, yeah, and none of our citizens are armed. So if the authoritarian government slowly crept in the UK, as, as we've seen with the Nazi pug debacle. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm being hyperbolic yeah. here, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. It could happen. The UK is lost anyway. I mean, this re- only reapplies the States. Yeah, I mean, the um, thing
0: is with, with authoritarian governments, people have this idea that authoritarian governments, that there's just some easily seen turning point where everyone says, that's an authoritarian government, and everyone gets their guns, and they'd be able to take it down. But e- even in America, or especially in America, authoritarianism, it's it's a slow drip. That, that eventually gets to it, and it's only really after the fact that anyone can properly diagnose it. And in America right now, like, what would be the exact right point for everyone to take to their arms and take down the government? Because until then, the idea of this, the citizens just deciding their own laws, it's, it's not accepted, you know? You're not just allowed to rebel against your government at any any given point. Well, but the
1: government retains its authority through use of force. Mm. I mean, practically. Yeah, But democracies, or at least republics, are meant to retain their legitimacy um, mm. through democratic voting, right? through, through, through popular representation. Right? Yeah, The problem is there is that once that kind of, and it is being eroded, I think, mm. I think we can both agree that that's being eroded yeah. over time. At least when it gets to the point where everyone can say, okay, it's gone too far, we have cars mm. and we have weapons, we can actually overthrow a government here. Yeah. Europe can't do that. You know, and Europe has walked into authoritarianism uh, many times. I mean, if you if you lived in Germany mm. in 19, 1910, you would never have thought that mm. Nazi Germany would have would have come around, and that was a mere thirty years. And of course, Germany wasn't really a republic in those days, but, yeah, but... I mean, the, the the royal family still had still let let Germany be relatively free. compared to nazis
0: like i said um uh, any any authoritarian state where the authoritarian government that comes out of it if if an authoritarian government springs out of what is uh, effectively a democratic state then it's going to be something that uh, at least a plurality of people support uh it's going to have uh, it's going to have had logic to, to where it got to to where it is. Um, it's going to have an enemy to face you or a crisis where it says yeah. no these these means are necessary. So that, like any group of people who are going to go against that authoritarian state, that as long as that authoritarian state didn't come about by its own revolution, if you know you, you're the the first revolution and you have to take down the government that that's there, you are going to be the villains and you're probably going to be the minority. And especially now, yeah, techno- technologically, you've got no shot. Like, if the authoritarian government has been democratically elected and they have control over um, the army, the nukes, the you know the the submarines, then you have no fucking way around it. It's it's pretty much like uh, unless it's gotten to the point where you know I hate to Godwin's law this, but un- un- until it gets to the point where people are walking into the others, you've basically got no recourse for it. Well, the, the thing is though,
1: yeah. the thing is though that. <laughs> I mean, we saw. Okay, I'm no. I'm in no way insinuating that Donald Trump is an authoritarian here, but Donald Trump got elected not via the popular vote. Mm. Did he? No, exactly. It's, so it's, I mean, it. authoritarian governments can get in through through those kind of means. Yeah, it doesn't mean the majority support them, and once they do start, crap I said the cra- plurality,
0: like the, the you know he he won the plurality of the votes. He won enough votes in
1: each place to to, to get into the you know that's yeah. He, he won it, the electoral yeah. college. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he, he won it through the legal means. Yeah. yeah. But, but but that's still over fifty percent of the population which didn't want him in, as mm. we have discussed before. Sure. Um, so that's like say, if you want to put that in, put that kind of example into an authoritarian context, mm. there's more than enough people who could stand against it. And I remember a lot of people didn't actually support the Nazis in Nazi Germany. No, I know it was actually a strong a strong group in society, but it was more than enough people to throw it, to shoot it down if they had weapons. But again, Hitler confiscated weapons. Um, again, I'm, actually, not, I'm not saying yeah, that no one should have ARs. But actually, he, um, have ARs, uh, but. he
0: he mainly confiscated
1: weapons from Jewish people.
0: And it, it, there was a, wep, uh, a weapon restriction law right after World War One that um, the Nazis actually repealed for most Germans. Like they, they increased gun rights for a lot of German citizens. So that It was mainly the Jewish people that they specifically targeted as actually taking away their weaponry.
1: Well, that's the case. That's yeah. news to me. But yeah. even then, yeah. you're taking away weapons from a group of people oh, yeah, but like, leaving them vulnerable. So yeah, but I mean... that was
0: a very specific targeted point of intentionally disarming one, one group of people but, you know,
1: but, so the idea is once yeah. people are disarmed they are at the mercy of other people and again I'm not saying people should have like AR rifles mm. you know like yeah. machine guns but like handguns if every American had a handgun mm. and marched on Washington yeah. I American government will collapse very quickly. In know. terms of um, bringing it back to the car side of it, though, I mean, like I said, the... Wait, was it, sorry, actually, can yeah. I just, can I just sure. go on that one yeah. last point? Sure, yeah, sure. I was trying to get to this, right? Yeah, yeah, sure. You're saying it's a slow dripping effect. Yeah. That is that is a slow dripping effect. Yeah. Mm. Making cars either a part of monopoly or a government, that is part of the slow dripping down. Yeah. So that's what I was trying to make. Sure, sure. No, I, I, get,
0: I get your point. I mean, the thing is with that, it is just the march of technology. It's not something that's um, chosen by anyone in particular. It's not a conspiracy, it's just this technology's here. And because we have a free-ish market, um, people uh, will go with the cheapest, best option that, that gives them the most comfort for the cheapest price. And um, cars are only going to get more expensive. Oil is going to only get more expensive in the future. They're gonna end up choosing the car that um, is the most efficient, um, best quality that gets them to to the you know get gets them through their morning commute in the happiest, cheapest way that they can. And it's it's that situation of like even if people like yourself um, don't go with it, it's still going to be a massively popular. Especially once people start hearing the sti- statistics of uh, okay, autonomous cars are at fifty percent saturation and vehicle deaths are down like eighty percent. Like mm-hmm. once that starts ha- coming. Uh, and people say, whole wow, I, I knew someone who was killed by a car. And like, it gets to be this thing of like, oh, there's no more car deaths. There's no more traffic jams. Mm-hmm. There's no more waiting in in, in terrible, uh, you know, disgusting smoggy in cities. You know, that's once people start hearing that it won't matter what, you know, uh, dense political theory is, you know, behind it yeah. of like whether there's some cyberpunk dystopia or whatever, It's it's just going to be better for, for people. And, and then, after that, then we can start talking about, okay, has this gone too far? Is this a problem, you know?
1: Well, I, I there is, is a strong argument. Yeah. I think, though, when it's gone too far, then I don't want to leave it to when it's gone too far to Yeah. discuss whether but... it's a problem. I think that what we're really getting at here is the overall trend. Is technology taking away... Democratic ideology. Oh yeah, no, which I think it, we both agree it probably is. Isn't yeah, it?
0: well, I wouldn't say that it's necessarily um taking it away directly. I think what's happening, especially like with this whole Facebook, with um, can be
1: less important.
0: Yeah, well, it, it's what it's what's happening is basically this the stuff with like um Facebook and Cambridge Analytica. You know, the fact that information was just literally sold by one company to another, and and that. Could have swayed political opinions, and yeah. we're getting into these deep psychological questions of yeah. like, uh, is that okay? Is it okay for them to know this stuff about you? And if it isn't, then what what can we do against it? You know, it's it's gotten to this point where we are really seriously questioning what counts as consent from the
1: people. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, what's really interesting what you said. I think you you mentioned this in yeah. the podcast some time yeah. back. We were talking about um, how the U.S. Um, the first when the U.S. Constitution was first. Created, yeah. Um, was it a Wednesday? People vote. Yeah, on so oh, Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday. Yeah. So it gives them time to walk from their farms. Yeah, and leave their farms over like. Yeah. Certain so right so days what and... would
0: happen was um, you'd right. have you'd have church on Sunday, and then yeah. they would need Monday to walk to the yeah. polling station, and then they would get yeah. there on Tuesday. That's ridiculous. Yeah.
1: You know, and the, the idea is that in those days democracy was feasible, like in the yeah. sense that it was in America in those days, mm. people knew everyone. Yeah. You know, it, it, there's loose connection between everyone. I mean, what there was, was it two million people? um in living in America during the revolution in yeah the first colonies i believe yeah. so and now it's like what, like four hundred million? Yeah, three hundred fifty million, something like Maybe, that. Maybe, yeah, so. as I said before, democracy is literally just a an ideology from the 1700s to the 21st century, and after that, it just ceased to be feasible. I,
0: I think a bigger, another big problem with it is we should that, be sad. Yeah, on, on the intellectual side of it, is the more information is available online, the more people are realizing that the legitimacy was kind of never there because the legitimacy score of each government has just been going down and down because of stuff like Donald Trump and in our own country, just the first past the post system uh means that people's choices aren't being represented you know you, you'll have uh, a constituency that's like nearly 50% conservative or 50% labor but because of the first past the post system those people might as well not vote you know yeah. and it's this situation where um loads of people just uh, you know for the last 10 20 years especially were just disenfranchised and didn't want didn't want to vote because they didn't see themselves being represented and now people are trying, they're getting politically active, and they're still yeah. not being represented. And they realise that the, the systems that we have in place are just not conducive to what people want. We, we, we Basically we've gotten too smart, we've gotten too educated, right. and people know too much about yeah. how uh, they've seen the man behind the curtain and stuff, they're, they're angry, obviously. Well, d- democracy requires... Yeah.
1: some people say d- democracy requires an educated population. Mm. But really, to a certain to extent, certain extent yes, yes. yeah, you, you need people who can follow leaders. Yeah. You need people who will respect or, as I said before, follow the mythology of the nation. Mm. Well, it, and when it, that's, then that breaks down, it needed people who it's were, almost like an intellectual anarchy. Yeah, it needed people who are educated within their own country. Once
0: you have access to the information about every country from every point of time, you're going to find examples that either, one, justify your, your own biases or you're going to find genuine examples of like better systems than your own, and you're sure. going to get angry. So people are, are seeing all this stuff, and like the fundamentals of each democracy are being actually questioned.
1: Do, do you think, um, in some senses, we're... Related back to the cast, stuff? Yeah, sure. We're, we're sacrificing autonomy for security. I wouldn't even literally. say literally. I wouldn't even say security. Yeah. I just say comfort, like, pe- like the comfort big, security. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, It's yeah. the same kind of concept. Yeah, yeah. Really. But
0: with, like with two sides of the same. Yeah, kind. like with Facebook, it's it's this thing of and companies like it, Google and all these other companies, we've given up all of this privacy, all this security yeah. for ease of use, and you yeah. know, and and I would say it's mostly to, to get stuff for free because like, can yeah. you imagine if Google um, didn't sell you any ads but just charged you a ten pound a year fee or well, whatever? Pay that. Yeah, or like even a hundred pound a year. Like, even that, like, um, if it was a premium service, which I believe it could, like, YouTube, um, like, YouTube Red, I want to come over here so that I don't have to ever see an ad again, but I can just pay for the content. Also, you can
1: actually listen to YouTube music. Yeah, yeah. We're closing the phone. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We've sent man to the moon, but nothing's good enough until I can listen to YouTube music in my pocket without it (laughs) turning off.
0: Yeah, exactly, right? God! Yeah, it would be (laughs) great. Um, but yeah, like the, I think I would much prefer it to pay for the services that 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 are out there rather than having to watch ads all the time. Because with ads, it's um, created the system where the stuff that is the most sensational is the stuff that gets the most attention, which is why we're seeing a lot more stuff from like Infowars and. Um, but, but,
1: but, and how, but how people get paid, then? How the, the the content creators get paid?
0: Well, with YouTube, um, with YouTube Red, it's still basically they pay the creators the same amount they would get from ad revenue, but instead it's just from the view um, from your own. Coins, exactly. so so YouTube collects everyone's ten pound a month or whatever, and distributes Bases it. On views. Yeah, distributes it based, on, it on, views based, on, based on based on maybe on you have
1: views. some complicated algorithm where likes are matter as well. Likes, yeah, are possibly put into uh, the equations. I mean,
0: personally, things. I would like to see um a cryptocurrency based system where it, it's based on where where the views actually like mine cryptocurrency yeah, and like have idea. it uh, leak out like that. Like I think that would be a like there's a um, platform, Steam it. Um, that I've, I've started using, and that's pretty—that's pretty good. So, like, the more you upvote stuff, the more your own clout increases. So you, mm. the so at first you you like a con- thing, and it gives the person one cent or what one or one mm. penny. But the more you do it, the more active you are on the site. The you can get your thing up to where you liking a piece of content gives them one pound or one dollar. Sure. So, and that's a really good idea. I think, like, if YouTube could become a distributed network, that would be a great way. And a similar thing with the cars. Like, a lot of people have suggested it would be a great way to kind of get it out of the hands of government and companies to make it this distributed um, cryptocurrency-based network where uh, the, the actual computing power could be owned by no one. And uh, on the anarcho-communist scale, <laughs> I, I quite I quite like the idea of this you know being outside of companies but and you're, countries. But you're
1: still locked into this system, aren't you? And that's what I, I think people should In have a sense, choice to the, turn away from it. Yeah from the modern world, if they want to, and mm. go get a car and drive out into the rural mountains and and build a hut. You know, I think people should be able to do that still. Well, I mean, functionally... Not everyone wants to be locked into this human project we have going.
0: Well, a lot of, a lot of people say that to, especially anarcho-communists, like, oh, you, you don't like capitalism, you should just leave and go live in a cabin the, the problems with that are one modern humans are not taught to or physically really built for that sort of living and even if we were um the government won't let me like you know they, they'll hunt you down for income tax or whatever like whatever yeah. they can find they you are not you're physically not allowed to exit this system you know this is um capitalism is compulsory as they say you know, it's, it's not just it's, capitalism it's, no it's it's government, I, know, government. I know i know i know but, but i'm just saying like that that's the re- right i don't say yeah, that's it. the response
1: to um well, it's, it's um it's quite interesting i was, I'm really into Joe Rogan at the moment. Mm. He's got a great podcast. But I was, um he he said something once, he said something, um, he said people say that um yeah, we're not on a natural habitat. I said like, actually no, today roads and cars and uh you know, little dogs yeah. and like fast food chains, that is the natural habitat now. Freezing alone in the forest, yeah, for a couple of weeks whilst reading um, Marxist theory, yeah, that is not natural anymore. Yeah, you are exactly. not in your natural habitat anymore. Yeah, which is an interesting take. I'm not sure if I buy it, but yeah. it's an interesting take on it. Yeah, I think ultimately, you know, I think it's a strong argument for the Kant's. Mm. Um, I'm just worried again that we're sacrificing raw autonomy mm. for for freedom. It's kind of the idea that like, if you look at parts of the world where there's more, more kind of government control, like in the Nordic countries. Yeah, and you say there's higher health benefits here. There's, there's higher quality of life there, and it's like, yeah, but I mean, the whole point of living in a free country in a free country is that people can choose not to, mm. not to participate or not to pay as much tax and choose to have a shitter life, choose to eat fast food, mm. choose to die younger if they want to, you know. And that, that for me is important as well. It's a fine balance between those two. I mean, that perspective of
0: it of. Uh... Oh, people should be free to, to choose to do stuff. I mean, when it comes to the the whole thing of car crashes, you know, like, uh, should you have the choice to to drive drunk? You know,
1: like, it's, oh no, it, no, but, no, but it's the golden rule, isn't it? No, it's only if it, Only if it affects yourself. You can't. Yeah. Affect, you can't do something that affects. You can't like. It's a harm principle. Sorry. Yeah. You can do things on your own, but you can't do things to so that actually negatively harm. Other well, e-
0: even in the sense
1: of um, you know
0: just driving uh in a way that way where, where you end up getting your, just yourself killed like even if it's just that like should people have the ability to do that if we have a better method around you know it's this situation where
1: i think, I yeah. think they should you know i think you, you should be able to choose choose your, your way in life you know? mm. I don't think we should be surrounded in a blanket of comfort well it's know? again
0: it's that that point of like if we have a better solution it's just you know this is is here it's making situa- the situation better Um, that's a you know person who maybe would have made a bad decision and lost their life or lost a leg or whatever and that wasn't necessary and they might have actually been able to do something good you know it's this this wastage of pot- potential where and, and the fact that people do uh, drive drunk and you know get other people killed you know it's like oh, okay, yeah, we, we don't allow it because it's, you know, the, the law comes in after the fact. But again, yeah. that's, that's just a
1: punishment after the damage is already done yeah, when, when yeah. we could Well, be, I think drink driving should, should be yeah. a higher penalty anyway. Yeah. I mean, people get like two years for killing someone drink driving now. Oh, yeah, no. I, I, I mean, mean that's, that's insane.
0: Like I said, the, the penalty could be death or, or life life in prison. The fact is that that's not bringing the person back from the dead. You know, the, the autonomous cars could, if they were on the road, that person would not die. You know, the, the situation is resolved already there. It's...
1: Well, if the, someone has just been killed last week in Florida well, by, a, by an autonomous car. Just, I, let's not forget that. No, there's no, no one to I mean, be held accountable. That I mean, has another issue: accountability.
0: Yeah, I mean th- that is something that needs to be worked out. Is like who's accountable? I mean, I would say that's probably the company that designed the software would be. Who?
1: Yeah. Some guy working in the tax department. Some guy working in the admin department. Yeah, well, I mean, is this the... his
0: faceless entity? I mean, yeah, the the company involved, yeah, should be responsible. I, I know that that's not as. Viscerally, you know, nice as, as someone personally going to to jail for the for committing a crime, but uh, it's it's that thing of um yeah you can't really blame someone because it's not really a person's fault the software fucked up but again I would like to go back to the point of and I know this is a very cold way of looking at it but statistically yeah, but statistically right. it is nothing and it, it's it's like it's so low that, yes, we do need to work out what we do in those situations, but the idea is that they'll become even rarer as the system goes on and gets better, so it's it's so low right now. The fact that, like, obviously these get brought up, but, like, hundreds, thousands of people die per day, you know, um, in car accidents, yeah, yeah, and, and no true. one brings that up because that's just considered the normal right now, and that's horrendous, you know? It'd be great to, to see a world where every day, like, we have one car crash and that's the big news story. Like, that would be so much better than the situation right now.
1: Sure. And um, by the way, what I was trying to say earlier, yes. um, and it's a good yes. point, what I was saying earlier, rehabilitation. Right. So punishment see. should be about re- rehabilitation, but also punishment is about punishment. Mm. There's an element of kind of vengeance there. You feel that someone's done something bad to your family mm. and you want them to, to pay for it. That's a very human thing. Yeah. The I mean... fact that there's a faceless entity which gets away, which does just ultimately get away with it. Mm. That is That is hard for people. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we are human. At the end of the day, we're not machines. I'm a
0: positive utilitarian, so I, I prefer um, anything that is the, the best situation that creates the most happiness. Now, that that doesn't mean that Ooh. it's always going to be the best. Um, you know, in terms of like, it is not going to satiate the lust for vengeance. It's not going to have people who are deserving of as much um, punishment getting punished. It's just about look what's going to create the most happiness
1: and avoid the most harm, and that is. See, I, I don't see. Um, I don't think that happiness is, is the end goal. You know, yeah. I'm, you could say I'm a rule utilitarianism, but it's utilitarian. where I think there's certain rules, yeah. you know, regarding human life and liberty, yeah. da But I, I don't even think I'm on that mm. that level. I think responsibility is what we should be going for a, re- a life, a responsible life, a life of responsibility and freedom. Yeah, okay. that's more important than happiness. Happiness is just a fleeting. Well, no, I, I, when I say ha- when, when I
0: say happiness, I'm not trying to say like, oh, everyone should be happy all the time. I, I, my my view of it is life is an existential nightmare anyway, uh, and it's it's there's enough sadness just existing that that if we can remove the sadness of someone dying in a car crash if we can remove the sadness of People dying from obesity and all those things, then we can focus on like actually living life, like just actually living in life, and and that has its own ups and downs, just from you know relationships and mm. loss and uh, and personal endeavors and uh, trying to gain something and losing it. Like there's that's always gonna be there. Like life, you know, people don't talk about. Oh, we should have the personal responsibility of you should have to make your own fires. You shouldn't have c- central heating. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> we'll see, like, you, okay. you, you get your you, clothes you, from you from don't... a nice c- country. Tree, fuck you! You, you, you should you should weave your own clothes. That should, no, no, that should no be your responsibility. That. You know, no so... one's saying that. Well, obviously, we do live in this <laughs> yeah. system, and we yeah. are results of this system, yeah.
1: and we rely heavily on the system that we created, yeah. of course. But I do think there's limits to what actually takes away our kind of humanness. Mm. And I mean, I think virtual reality is one of those things. Yeah, I think autonomous cars is one of those things. Mm. And I think to some extent. Internet addiction is one
0: of those things. Oh, I, I mean, that's something where I would say that that's. that's I've got something. issues with. Would, I'm always on the internet. No, I, I would say that's definitely negatively affecting people, and yeah. that is where uh, positive utilitarian. I think that's that's making life worse. You know, it's it's yeah. not it's not it making us happier. It's not making our lives better. Um, you know, and that's that's something that is objectively yeah. not helping. But uh, autonomous cars, I think, uh, would actually those would be help. But yeah, or, uh, you know, internet addiction that's that's I, a problem. I think
1: I mean, there's also the issue of. Um, from with the utilitarianism is that we we try and kind of make assessments based on various statistics and various ideas mm. when really it's all about perception isn't it? A perception. This is why I think neutral quote unquote to mm. be kind of vague freedom mm. quote unquote is more what I'm interested in because people can choose their own path whether that's mm. being self-destructive or, or not.
0: Yeah well like you are saying it, with it's you know, trying to measure freedom, you know? I mean, like, it's that thing of, like, okay, you have the freedom to to drive. I mean, the thing is, like, you can drive and... Not do anything illegal, but just be distracted mm-hmm. for ten seconds, and just by just by the fact of statistics, the fact of how the universe works, there will be car crashes, yeah. and, and like not just some car crashes, a lot. Of, humans are not very good at driving. Like, well, speak just, for yourself, mate. No, I mean, no. I, from a st- yeah, from a <laughs> statistical. I level, can't about really uh, any just past. Yeah, no, <laughs> st- no, no. Just humans from a statistical level are not good at piloting two tons, you know, blocks of steel around like on wheels. That like, around corners, we aren't built to have this level of perception. Like we, we. Manage it by some by hook or by crook, we do, but um, the fact is, by statistical probability, you will have a certain amount of crashes, even if no one was drunk. Like, and a lot of people do drive drunk or, or high, to, to or, be fair, not or stupid. Not even that. Some people I know yeah. who,
1: are, who are incredibly kind of clumsy, incredibly, yeah, yeah, exactly. Dare I be kind of incredibly stupid people I know, yeah, yeah. And I see they, they got a driving license so they're like 17, yeah. And I think bloody hell, that guy's been driving around, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, was, and... I get that as well, yeah, yeah. but I mean. I know it's a tough one. Mm. I think we'll see how how it evolves, but I think the main problem is monopoly or government or yeah. yeah no, I that... think the crypto the cryptocurrency thing is is. The best solution. Yeah, now that's a, out, of, out of those. That, that's the third option.
0: Yeah, that's that's something. It, it's yeah. something that I would like to see developed much more. Is um, you know, going the cryptocurrency or going the blockchain route of of just um, democratizing these systems to the point where no one owns them and everyone up, updates the software, everyone manages it. No one has direct ownership or, or can force it to do anything. Mm. And it's all about <clears throat> whatever nodes on the system are are deciding to do. And it's like that would be a great way of managing that system where government isn't needed. Yeah. The the yeah. companies aren't needed. It's, it's almost like every local level has their own like that would be a oh, great system that, about I g-
1: it I guess we have a conclusion to the yeah. essay
0: yeah no that would be that would be a great, great way around <laughs> it <guess, laughs> yeah
1: okay well I think it's been a, it's been a fun discussion I think yeah. it's been a I've missed this yeah
0: yeah no it's been good yeah. uh, so um, see you again in three months yeah a <laughs> couple of years mate maybe <laughs> yeah no it, hopefully these uh, we, we can we can get them out a bit sooner than, than before yeah. but uh, no it's it's we, we managed to get somewhere with it so yeah um, but end on a handshake as always. Yep. As always. Yep. And right. Thanks for listening, Cheers, everybody. Guys. Bye.